when we talk about goals, a lot of times we talk about what types of things do you want to experience, but a lot of times what we think of, especially when we're talking about money, is what stuff do we want. And so that that was probably the the event that had the biggest shift in my mindset around we need to allocate more money to experiences. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True. I'm Doug Bennett, and I'm joined by a very good-looking friend of mine. Jay Gangness is over in the States, and he's a financial advisor. And I pull in these financial advisors because they've got really, really good tips on goals and goal setting because obviously they, they work it with their clients and also they work it with themselves. So, Jay, over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how goals fit into your life. Hey, Doug, thanks for having me on the show. It's really great to catch up here. Yeah, I mean, goals for me have always been a major part of of everything, both personal, both professional. And I think it's something that we've always had a major focus on. If you're not focused on it, then they're very unlikely to, to come to fruition. So, very, very important and, and something that, that we talk about, not just not just annually and quarterly, but we, we actually do them every single day. So daily goals. We like daily goals. It's the way to make the most progress. Do you use them in your personal life or is it just mainly business? Yeah, both. Yeah, absolutely. So what I actually do is I have a, have a journal and I every morning I write in the journal and I have three components, so gratitude. And then I have the three goals for the day, kind of those three most important things that relate to the bigger picture goals and then I do some affirmations and then and then I also add the big ones so you know the big audacious goals that we talk about so I add those at the bottom every single day and it's always the same two goals they are noted every single day just to keep keep track and and write them down I find that if I miss a day or two then it actually is out of mind so that's the thing I find the most important to have them written down every day rather than just written down and tucked away somewhere Okay, well, that's interesting because um, you know, way back in the day, when all this started, I was writing the goals down daily, and uh, my little notebook got tucked away in the drawer, and I stopped stopped writing them. But found it five or six years later, and and lo and behold, ten out of eleven of them had come true. So, yeah. the importance of writing them down that's that's really good. So you got two two big ones then, you said. I do. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to share so that people get a measure of the sort of things that people can do and what's your time frame for it, for example, you know, because these big, big goals, people think, oh, it's going to take a lifetime to do. But what do you think? Two big ones that I write down every day are I want a beautiful home on the beach. So a, a big one for me is living part time remotely. One thing the pandemic here has done is really opened my eyes to the ability to work remotely for a much longer period, which little bit of a blessing in disguise because I really didn't think that was going to be possible anytime soon until my business was very much, you know, didn't need me at all rather than, you know, really being able to run it from outside of, uh, outside of Canada here. Yeah. So big one, I want a beautiful home on the beach. And then the second one that I write down every day is I want to change the world of finance in Canada. So that's a big one here. We're very product driven. 
I actually, you know, I, I have dug you a little bit to thank for that because we really follow the UK model for financial planning with the fee for service and, and uh, fee based model. Whereas Canada, it's usually commission based, insurance focused, and a little bit backwards. Like most advisors are giving away free advice in hopes that clients will buy a product as, as opposed to that transparent fee. So our business is fully transparent focused and focused on fee based advice rather than product focus. So that's something we want to change in the overall industry here in Canada, not just for our business. And I think we're definitely making some traction and, you know, spending a lot of time on on social media and getting that that word out. But it's a challenge when all the banks and the traditional model is is so backward here. But uh, but yeah, that's that's a major focus for us and a big goal for us. Cool. Now I'm interested in this beachfront place that you're you're wanting to buy. Where where would where would be beach territory for you then? For me, Hawaii is the top of the list. Wow, <laughs> that's a big commute. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii's uh, well from from where we are here in Vancouver, Hawaii's about six hours flight. So it's not it's not crazy. The the benefit of Hawaii and one of the big things that we talk about is the the time change. So I mean, I love Europe, but being in Europe, you're nine hours ahead. So that's difficult from, you know, the markets and mm-hmm. difficult to, to run the business. So being in Hawaii, it's only two hours behind. So that's a big one. And just, you know, the energy, the feel, the the beaches, everything's beautiful uh, uh, there. So I, yeah, I definitely think that's the top of the list. Although open to explore other, other parts. Okay. So yeah, anybody can, you know, come up with some better, nearer, beach locations to Vancouver but hey you know I'm with you on Hawaii it just would take me far too long to get there really yeah yeah you guys are a trek have you <laughs> you've been I've never been I've never been to Hawaii oh, so, you gotta go gotta go have I yeah well I'll add it on to a, a million dollar round table trip perfect I think they've done a I think they've done one there in the past yeah I think it would be a top of the table one top there. of the table yeah yeah we're not there yet. So what steps are you taking towards that big, hairy, audacious goal of the place in, in Hawaii? You know, it relates a little bit back to our, you know, our, our financial planning process, really, and, you know, kind of stealing from that that we do with clients uh, and really talking about the, the big rocks. So for us, we always make sure that goals first and allocate money to those five most important things in your life. So and that's not just retirement or financial freedom. That's really about the things you want to do today as well. So, you know, you have those buckets and things that that are the most important in your life. So I'm just allocating money towards those things first. So a lot of times what we find, especially with, you know, successful business owners or with, with anybody really, that when you have success and you're growing and you're making money and things are going well, if you don't have clarity around where that money's going, you oftentimes look back and, and just feel like you you should be further ahead, right? So mm-hmm. putting money to the most important things first. So so that's what we do and, and allocate the cash there. We're not exactly clear on the, the dollar amount required. And it seems to continuously be rising as to uh, uh, real estate, especially in the past three to six months here. It's gone a bit crazy with mm-hmm. vacation homes because people are starting to realize the same thing as me that you can work remotely a lot easier. So, but yeah, that's, that's really the number one thing, writing it down every single morning and just allocating cash toward it first, rather than allocating cash towards it last with leftover money after I spend it on other things that are actually less important. That's a good, good thing. So, but you mentioned five rocks there. Yeah. 
Yep. Okay. So share share that with us because I think that's a useful thing for everybody that's got goals to know what you're talking about. So if we could amplify on the five yeah. rocks that you can consider to be, that would be cool. Yeah, for sure. So there's a there's a story about a professor, and the analogy is actually using time. We've taken that and looked at it in a financial standpoint, and find that it's incredibly valid from that from that point of view as well. So. The professor takes a jar and he takes five rocks and puts those five rocks in the jar. And then he turns to the class and he says, is this jar full? And the class says, yes, that jar is full. And then he takes a handful of pebbles and puts those in the jar. Turns to the class, is this jar full? Class nods and chuckles, yes, that jar is full. He then takes sand, pours sand in the jar, asks again, is this jar full? He then takes a bottle of beer, actually, and, and dumps that in the jar. So the analogy is essentially if you put the water the, or the beer, the sand and the pebbles in first, you can't fit the big rocks. So we love the analogy for finances because so often we find clients are allocating money to so many areas in their life that just aren't important. And if you don't put the big things first, and there's so many, there's so many books and so many things that, that reference this, put the first things first, eat the frog, like all of those types of things. But it's really important in money and goals because if you're not allocating your assets and your resources towards those big goals, then they're going to just continuously fall to the bottom of the priority list. So for me, you know, beautiful home in Hawaii is is number one. I want my my son Leo. I want him to have an amazing life. So allocating money towards private school and and just you know anything he needs that's a big priority. Vacations every year, so we want to have fun today as well. So making sure that money goes towards those those vacations and allowing day to day to have have fun, so you're not taking every penny and not enjoying life today, in hopes that someday you can have some fun. And then really just just lifestyle stuff. So you know those little important things. So I have a slush fund, which is one of my big rocks. So the slush fund is just having money available that if I want to buy something, then I have it there. And yep. a lot of times that comes as, well, we'll spend the money and then figure it out later. So I have a specific amount of cash that I put. So that money can be spent on anything. So for me, that's one of the big rocks as well. Okay. What was the last thing that you bought that slush fund that you allocated some of that slush fund money towards? If you can share, because I saw your face there. It was like, oh, oh. You know what? You know why my face went like that? Because I thought about it and I don't remember because during during COVID, I just haven't... <laughs> I didn't think to spend it on anything, right? (laughs) Like it's, uh, I wanted a a really expensive watch, but I've realized over time that I don't really want it because I can't, I'll never wear it. And it's just kind of a waste of cash for for me. I don't think it's a waste of money. I think it's a great thing to spend money on, but, but it just became not, not important to me. So uh, that's kind of been scratched from the list, but honestly, Doug, I actually can't remember anything significant that is a big item. Well, that's a. Uh, I mean, you know, that's testimony to the to the situation that we're in at the moment. Hopefully, that will clean itself up over the ensuing months, and we can go back to to having some fun. I think probably vacations is the number one. If I'm looking from a dollars and cents, like biggest dollars spent, it's usually on vacations. We we really like to go on higher end, nicer vacations. You know the. The money spent on experiences is oftentimes money that I think is is better spent than money spent on stuff. That's uh, I like that one. I think um, a lot of people should spend things at Christmas, for example, just adding to the stuff that might end up in the garage. Maybe maybe you know spend the time on on other than the money on experiences. 
but actually, uh, actually dug on that note just with vacations, which is probably why I can't remember the last one because we haven't been on a vacation for a year and a half. But, but a, a very close friend of ours, Leo's godparents, really. It's kind of like we, we look at them as our third set of, of grandparents. Amazing, amazing people. They've become very close to us. They're our former neighbors where we used to live in downtown Vancouver before we moved move here to the house but they surprised us one day with uh, just said clear the day and we're going to uh, we're going to meet up and you know go go out for the day they didn't tell us what it was so when we lived in Vancouver we had a view of uh, the water and a view of the seaplanes so seaplanes would fly mm. um, to the islands here we have lots of islands here in Vancouver so the seaplanes would fly to the islands and Leo my son would watch these planes all the time he loved them he'd walk down and check them out and he'd sit there and watch them from our window and so they surprised him with a with a a seaplane trip because he's been on lots of planes, big planes, but he's never been on a seaplane. So, you know, they, they're quite wealthy and, and this was not a huge expense. It's not a private jet where you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, but they surprised him with a, with a day trip. So we all got on the plane, their kids, myself, Nicole, Leo, we got on the plane, flew to a lake on Vancouver Island, had lunch on the lake picnic for three or four hours, then got back in the plane and flew back. So it, it actually was a huge shift for me even on dealing with clients and, and even for myself. Cause it's like really what you want out of your money. And, and when you're setting these goals is, is related to those types of experiences. And a lot of times like this probably costs four or $5,000. I'm guessing, I don't actually know, but I'm guessing. So a lot of us can afford to do something like that, but wouldn't necessarily do it because we're putting the money away for things that are either stuff or things we think are more important, but it was it was something I will never ever forget. I'm sure Leo will never forget. But to to get a private float plane for a four year old, he was three at the time for a three year old, and and fly to a lake. It was just so incredible to to remember it. And I think we don't we don't allocate money or time or resources towards those experiences as much as we should. So when we talk about goals, a lot of times we talk about what types of things do you want to experience, but a lot of times what we think of, especially when we're talking about money, is what stuff do we want? And so that that was probably the the event that had the biggest shift in my mindset around we need to allocate more money to experiences. Perfect. I like that. That is that is absolutely perfect. We need to balance it off. Balance it off into the, you know, the material stuff that will come and go. But you know, memories are gonna stick with you forever, aren't they? Absolutely. Perfect. This point here, I had a couple of little bits and pieces, and I try not to make these um, podcasts too long because you know we want to keep people's interest up. But I'm going to ask you for a nugget, uh, a goals-related nugget, something that we haven't discussed already. But I just want you to have a you know a little think and go right. This is the one thing people need to know. I, I mean, it's very cliche, but and uh, you know what. I, at 39, I'm turning 40 in about three months here. And I think that it might sound ridiculous coming from somebody that's turning 40, but I'm really realizing that life is short. As I get older and as my my four-year-old, you know, Doug, we chatted about this earlier, how quickly they grow up, which is again, also very cliche, but I really don't want to look back over the next 15, 20, 30, 40 years and have regrets about not spending enough time and not having those experiences with, with him and with my family and working 60, 70 hours week, uh, weeks, which I've done a lot in the past. So I think that that would be my biggest 
thought, idea, takeaway, nugget that I can share that it's a work in progress for me, you know, constantly trying to move away from, from work, workaholicism Mm -hmm. and towards, uh, you know, more experiences and more time. And I think during the pandemic here, it's also really helped towards, I really want to spend more time at home. I, I like working from home a little bit, even just popping down for lunch and getting to see Leo for an hour and, and, and spending time with them in those little, little nuggets. Like those are, are times that you remember and that are valuable. So, yeah, I think that, that that's it. Just make sure you make time for those experiences and, and make sure that uh, you're allocating money towards the experiences, not just more stuff because the stuff will go away. That's perfect. And what a perfect end. Make life experiential, I think. Jay, thank you very much for joining me. I, I think I might have said you were in the States, which was probably a big insult because you're from <laughs> Canada and you're a Canadian. Mate, it's been good to see you. You're as handsome as ever. We, we need to catch up soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Doug. It's been great. Look forward to catching up with you in person as soon as possible. Yeah, thank you. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 